Hey everybody, what's going on? This is No Holes Bars. This is Big Vern, and as always, I always got my homeboy from Jersey. What's going on, Jorge from Jersey? What's going on? How's everything down there in this Tenshine State? Um, it's pretty cool. We're going through some Florida winter stuff right now. So one day it might be hot, one day it might be warm, one day it might be a little cold, but you know, it's always sunny down here. How about y'all up there? Is it like Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes, it's, it's cold. Um, the wind is whistling. Jack Frost is he's doing more than dumping at your nose. And actually, Monday and Tuesday, we're supposed to get a foot of snow. So how you doing, Florida? Man, I'm still mourning the death of Hank Aaron. Yes, there, there was some sad news that we got uh, We got a couple of days ago. Um, you know, and, and the thing about uh, Hank Aaron, everybody knows him as the home one king. And I still consider him the home run king. Yeah, me too. Me and, too. You know, Barry Bonds with his steroids and his fucking size head. That's another story. But, you know, very few, you know, when someone dies, they always say, oh, he was a good person. He, he was, he did this, he did that. And it's not always the case, but Hank Aaron was a true gentleman. Not only did he have to deal with segregation, not only did he have to deal with racism, but he was a pioneer for civil rights. Uh, he wanted, uh, you know, other, um, minorities to uh, have a fair shot and even after baseball he was an ambassador uh this is a good human being a good person and not only do we use the help a baseball player but we lots of good human beings uh yeah i can totally agree as far as what you're saying it was a hard hard laws especially if you uh if you're a baseball fan if you uh ambassador of the game um he he was all that and more, and he was just a genuine person, and uh, he was an icon, especially in Atlanta and and, and baseball in general. Um, he's gonna be missed, and it's crazy. On Tuesday, it'll be a year as far as Kobe passing. I can't even believe that. I can't believe a year has passed already where the Black Mama has been gone. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Pretty sad. I mean, I still expect to see what the what the turn on the TV one day and have him come on and talk to somebody. I I just it's hard for I can't I really haven't realized or phantom that he's actually gone and he's not coming back. This is hitting me like when Tupac died. <laughs> like he's he, 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 yeah he he really did. Oh, he ain't coming back. Oh, okay, all right, okay, damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely, definitely a sad, uh, sad uh, moment. Yeah, man. Well, we got some sports to talk about. We will mourn the greats as we shall. <laughs> man, so let's talk about your Brooklyn Nets, man. Since you predicted them to uh, do so great to get to the uh, playoff stature that uh, is the uh, finals. Yes, let's talk about my Nets. Now, they lost two games to Cleveland. Yeah, I know, I know. Cleveland, I know. They, what they did win last night, I think they're still, they still haven't had enough time to gel together. Uh, like I said, Irving and, 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 and Durant, and then you get you throw in, you throw in uh, you know, the beers. Um, give them time to gel. Uh, and it's still early in the season. By the end of the season, I think they will be in rare form, and I think they're going to be a problem. 
I think so too, but they lack depth, so we'll see how far they'll go. Yeah, they did leave some people. Um, I, you know, one of my favorite players off the Nets was the Afro, Jerry Allen, and I liked him. And uh, they had to get rid of him because of the trade. So I'm excited to see him go. He was kind of like the backbone of uh, Brooklyn. And it's, it's hard to see him go. And he's actually playing very well in Cleveland. So that was a good player. I think they should, they should, they should, they should I wish they would have kept him. But, you know, they had to give up somebody in this trade. Mm-hmm. And he's I'm interested too. to see when Dinwiddie comes back, how well he will mesh with the team. Yeah, I think Dinwiddie would be uh he's gonna be all right when it comes to that. And you got the three point machine, Joe Morris, who actually went off last night. Him and him and Kyra Irving had a hell of a game if he caught any of the game last night and they came back and they won their game last night. Yeah, but my man Luca Doncic is having he he's he's been playing, man, and, and he reported being out of shape coming into the season. He he's balling. Yes. Yes. Pause. He even looks he even looks a little out of shape. He does. I, I seen I seen him play yesterday. He looks a little out of shape. So yeah, it is. It's a problem they, down they, there. Do, they do need the third person, though. But if them two are on fire and they can get some contributors, you know, some somebody that also can contribute, whether it be in the starting lineup or off the bench, yes, they, they will be a problem. Then one of my best my best big men that I like to watch, DeMarcus Cousins, he had a great night last night. Yes, he went off. He, used to, he looked like the DeMarcus Cousins. He looked like Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. Kings, yes. Sacramento Kings, DeMarcus Cousins. And I honestly think because of everything that went down, I think that this is going to help him get better because he's playing with his best friend, John Wall, and they always yes. wanted to play together. And then when you have Victor Opendipo and then Christian Woods, because Christian Woods is playing really good. I don't care what anybody says. Christian Woods has been balling. And, yes, um, yes, he has. And... Um, if you take that in accord with how they've um, set up their offense and their defense is pretty nasty, um, I think that they're going to be something to watch. But as far as down the road, and um, my little Charlotte Hornets, man, they they are right. they decent right now. You know, um, Lamelo is playing his heart out. He's he's um, he's really showing Charlotte that uh, he he's really better than his brother without really saying it. <laughs> well, um, I just want, I want to touch on the Houston Rockets just for a second before we move into your Hornets. The Houston Rockets came out of this trade not that bad of shape that I thought they was going to be in. Now, this is someone like the beer, yes, that 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 takes a toll. But the pieces that they got in place, now I'm not saying they're going to win the title, but they should make the playoffs and be a halfway decent team. So Houston Rockets did not come, even though they lost a probably a Hall of Famer, they did not come out of this trade totally with nothing in the cupboard. You know who the losers? They got some, they got some nice pieces. You know who the losers is? Who? The Wizards. Well, I try, I try to tell you that. Yeah, you tried to tell me. But <laughs> they are the losers. 
because they got a they got a aging Westbrook. So all you really did was just move a contract, if you want to put it to that accord. That's all you really oh, that's, did. That's look like exactly what happened. We they just moved the moved, contract. We just moved some calories, uh, some salary space, so that we can acquire somebody else. Yeah, I think Washington <laughs> that whole that whole move was planning for the future, not now. Oh man. Man, your Cleveland Cavaliers surprised me how they beat um beat uh what is it, Nanette's like a couple of nights ago. Like Sexton well, they beat him two times in a row. But the first time Sexton went off with what in the second overtime, yeah, he, he was he was nasty, man. Yeah, Sexton has come on. Uh I I really didn't think much of him in college. I didn't think I thought it was a horrible pick by the Cavaliers as far as high as as they picked him. But uh maybe with just uh, you know, we just have to give him some time. Um, we'll see what he does. He's been not off to a great start so far, but he, it seems like he has some potential. And if, you know, Cleveland could put some pieces around him, he, he, we'll see what he does here this year and in the, in the, uh, the year after this year. And we'll see what kind of player he really is. Yo, let's get into um, – I know you you a Tar Heels fan just like me. It's kind of upsetting that um, – they're kind of lackadaisical this season, but they have been playing, though. Um, you think we'll, we'll be Duke this year? What's that? You think we'll be Duke this year? Yes. Duke's pretty bad, dude. Um, Duke's 5-5. Five and five. Uh, They lost to Louisville yesterday. And I don't know what the problem is. They still got Madonna. They still have a couple of Madonna, of Madonna All Americans, but this is not the Duke team that we're used to. And uh, this is the team that's in danger of not even making the NCAA tournament. How about that one? Um, Kentucky, they're in the same boat. They might not make the uh, the uh, NCAA tournament. We might have a couple years ago, if you remember, not too far off, where Duke and Kentucky was uh, scheduled to be in the championship game in the NIT and not making the NCAAs. And this year, it was like Duke and, if they, Duke and Kentucky don't turn on around here pretty soon, they're, they're looking at NIT status. If anything, conference tournament. <laughs> yeah. Um. NC, uh, North Carolina had a good, good solid win last night, beating up on uh, NC State. So we're, you know, we're there. We're, you know, we're not on top of the ACC, but we're in there, and uh, see what we do. Um, uh, Florida State beat the shit out of Clemson last night. I think that's the team <laughs> in the ACC you need to watch out for is Florida State. Yeah, Florida State's hungry, man. They're a monster. Even though I think they had a better team last year. They need to do this year, and unfortunately, we didn't get to see because there was no tournament. But they still got some pieces left, so um, I think they're they're a danger also in in the tournament uh, once we get going. Yeah, speaking of the tournament, it's supposed to be in Indianapolis. I mean, not Indianapolis, but the state of Indy, Indiana, this year, right? Um, yes, actually, the, I think um, I think it is. Yeah, but the, the major tournament, all the big games, they got all going to be played in one spot. And I guess there is the, the um, Lucas or Hoosier Dome or whatever they call it. Um, and that's going to be where all the Final Four is and, and championship and probably the Sweet Sixteen. And 
probably almost all of it. Maybe I think only maybe like the first round and still in the playoff games might not be in the Lucas Old Stadium. I might be outside, but it's still going to be um, in the state of Indiana, whether it be Indiana University or in Butler or wherever they decide to hold these games at. But yes, all of them are going to be in close, uh, close proximity uh, because of the virus. And um, at least we should have a tournament this year. Might be a little different because we really ain't gonna be no home field advantage unless you're Butler or, or University of Indiana or Purdue or some school that is that's in Indiana. But um, so I'm just glad we're gonna have a tournament this year. Because <laughs> I, because you know, because you know, I am really upset we didn't have a tournament last year. Because last year, I think it, I think it would have been a really good tournament, and someone, someone that you did not expect to win could have won that tournament. And I think that we 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 get robbed of that. And speaking of the virus, I don't know if you heard this, and I'm sorry that I did not bring this up in the pregame show, but the University of Michigan oh, has yes. decided to halt all sports activities. At least for 14 days. Yes, I did hear that. And I don't know what the hell is going on there in Ann Arbor. <laughs> Something's going on. And, and this hurts the basketball team because the basketball team is really good. And they're going to make the tournament and they probably have a good shot at this Final Four. But if they're going to, I don't know how many games they're going to miss in 14 days, but that, that it's, it's not good. I don't know if someone like Ohio State is going to get in the tournament this year. This ain't, you know, this ain't the playoffs. So this is the NCAA. Way. Um, I guess, I mean, I guess they, they should get in with a good record. But I mean, how, how many games can they afford to miss to the tournament? Says, so eh, okay, maybe we give you a lower seed now because you missed some of the games. And you know, seeding in the NCAA tournament, we all know it's very important. Very, very. It's very important. I think this year is going to be very important too, and I think a lot of people low key is going to um, are going to lose more than you think this year based off of seating. Uh-huh. Well, it, 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 um, everyone's talking about only two teams in college basketball this year. One of them is Gonzaga, and the other two is Baylor. Uh, they seem to be the best two teams in college basketball. They were supposed to play a game early in the season, but got, got canceled because of the virus. And um, now um, it seems like they're the two, they're the two front runners, and everyone else is just playing for third place. Uh, but you know, uh, we'll see. Uh, Gonzaga hasn't impressed me at all. They they play the normal. We we play nobody's schedule. Baylor is in the Big Twelve, so I guess they got to do with Kansas and Oklahoma and Texas. We'll see how they do. But that uh, everybody else is kind of like just there. Villanova's number three, but they don't look like a number three. Um, I don't know, it's gonna be interesting. Like I said, uh, but everyone has anointed Gonzaga and Baylor ahead of the field by a wide margin. Do you buy that, or do you disagree with that? All I can say is it's so early in the game right now that it, it's it's all of it is based off of predicting. But because it, that's one thing about college basketball: expect the unexpected. You know, what I'm saying just because you're you're good. For one season, the whole season don't mean you could have a bad night. You know what I mean? And that's one thing we, we love about the uh, about March Madness is that, you know, 
you you don't expect the little guy to win, you know, certain games. And um, that's all I'm saying. You got to expect the unexpected until um, even when we get to the uh, to the tournaments, because that's when everything is really serious. Everything's turned up. So um, yeah, because uh, one bad night, like you say, but you're by and you're and you're out of the tournament. So all it takes is one bad night. Because uh, we could say that about Gonzaga. How many times Gonzaga <laughs> been? No, nah, seriously, if you think about it, how many times Gonzaga came close but no cigar. Uh, a lot of times. A lot and of fucking the, times. The farthest they ever got was it's when they played the Tar Heels and we, you know, we, yeah, yeah, we, we took, uh, care, took of care of them. Yeah, we took care of that. And um, yeah, we took care of that. But see, what well, all I'm saying about them is they have a reg they have a great regular season conference play, and then they get to the tournament, and then they're good. They'll, they'll make the either final, the elite eight, or the final four. But after that, no cigar. Baylor, Baylor, I, they're one of those teams that they'll they're good in spurts. Like every couple of years, they're good. So I give them maybe. I give them maybe the Sweet Sixteen. I, I'm honestly being mean. Maybe maybe the Elite Eight, but that's just me. Okay. Well, you know, um, Gonzaga is uh, you know their uh, their conference their their conference schedule is a joke. Yeah, it's booty. It's, it's straight know, up. But they they play teams like Pacific. It's a cupcake. Uh, Pepperdine. Cupcake. Uh, St. Mary's. Uh, cupcake. Uh, <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> cupcake with sprinkles. Yes. <laughs> but um, these, they do have one of the top players in the country. Um, everybody wanted him. I, I think his name is Julian Stans or something. He ended up going to the Gonzaga. Made a big, everybody made a big fuss about it. So we see, we see what they can do. Um, but I agree with you. They'll make the tournament. They might even be a number one seed. Um, but uh, they'll get knocked off. Baylor, this is maybe their second year. They've been one of the top teams in the country. They got robbed last year because there was no tournament this year. Uh, looks like they'll be in there and probably a number one seed. And they're a, more, they're a little more battle-tested than Gonzaga because they play Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas. So they do play a little better schedule. So we'll see what they do in the tournament, yeah. All right. We'll see how that goes. Well, hmm, man. Shall we go ahead and uh, go into some um, some football? Well, well uh, we got to talk about what happened last night. Oh yeah. See that's see that's how quick it happened. Um <laughs> So everybody, he is talking about the UFC fight between Conor McGregor and Dustin um Prayer. Um and old Dustin got him in the second round. Surprised everybody. Surprised me. I'm so glad I ain't been on that fight. <laughs> And was it, this is the first time he actually got knocked out in in in, in, in one of his fights? Yes, it has. This this it was history made last night. He kissed the canvas. Now is this a sign of him getting old? Is this is this still is this skill starting to diminish, or did he did he take this guy too lightly because he beat him the first time? Actually, I think it's rust. 
He hasn't fought in what is it, eighteen, eighteen months or something like that. I think he's yeah, rusty he as hell. Like days. I think he's rusty as hell, to be honest with you. I mean, the last time we saw him fight was what Mayweather. I mean, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, think about that. How long ago was that exactly? He rusty well, that as was, hell. Well, that was a long time ago. Look, he's rusty. He even he said after the fight. He, I mean, he, he said his his, dead, his uh, leg died. His, died on him so when when some when an athlete says that that means you are done you are done done you you cannot perform to your possibilities so i think it's rust on them tires or on, on them joints and stuff like that so i think he needs to get back in a little bit more shape um but well, I do, do you agree. Think he, do you think he needs to retire? Do you think he's done? Or do no. you think he'll make a comeback oh no no he's gonna fight again he wants to fight like seven more times this year even though it'll probably be like three or four, but he wants to fight. He wants to fight. So um, I think the next possible fight for him to take is the the Nate Diaz fight. If he'll fight Nate Diaz, because Nate Diaz is going on going off of a loss too, and and uh, those two are rivals. So I think that would be a, a good look as far as uh, for him to do. Do you think Khabib's ever going to come back out of Russia? I mean, I think they need to leave that man alone. He is mourning the the death of a family member. You know what I'm saying? They need to they need to leave him alone so he can uh you know, you know, you don't really want a pissed off Russian around, you know. <laughs> if you ever seen Rocky or if you ever been through uh Well he was supposed to fight not too long ago, but uh he was he was not able to come over here from Russia because of the virus. They wouldn't, allow, they wouldn't allow him to fly out of the country. Well, he has uh, remained silent. And he is mourning the death. And, like, I think, uh, I forgot his name, but he, somebody called him out last night. Uh, <clears throat> him, freaking Conor McGregor. But the whole point is, man, I think he'll come back when he's ready to, uh, ready to fight. Okay. But also, we got to mention in um, in the boxing, because I don't think we mentioned it on the other show, how the Wilder and the Fury deal, Fury fight is, is finalized, but it doesn't have a date. Yes, yes, we did talk about this. We did talk about that. Well, I'm, I'm, bringing up about it. I'm bringing it up again. That's some okay. bullshit. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Um, also, uh, Ryan Garcia has came out and said that he wants to fight um, Javante Davis. And I think that that's a great look. Uh, that would be a good fight. That would be a good fight. But I feel like Ryan Garcia should be fighting Bud Crawford. I don't think he wants anything to do with Bud Crawford. I, hey, if you, if you want to fight the best, you got to yes, go after Yes, that. but you I don't think he Bud. wants Crawford right now. I think he wants to fight with him first before he goes with Crawford to, to probably test himself a little bit. Because Crawford ain't no joke. You just can't go to Crawford well, the, and say, hey, I'm ready for you. No, man, he, Javon, he ain't ready for Crawford. Man, now, I think he knows Davis ain't no joke either, man. He, he, on the, he on the money team. You know, they ain't messing around over there. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I'm just honestly, saying, though, I don't think he's ready. I think, I think he's doing the right thing, actually. I think he should take this fight first, see how he performs. Then, if he does well, then step to Crawford.
I would have loved him to fight Shakur Stevenson first. Oh, <laughs> that, 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 I'd like to see that myself. See, see, you know what I'm saying? I, I, that's, see, I'd rather see some stuff like that because, yes. you know, let, let's stop bullshitting around. Shakur Stevenson is, he's a bad man in the boxing arena. But, oh, yes, um, he is. He's still, he's still young, but man, he, he, he's proving himself. He's a nasty motherfucker. But anyway, that's all I got as far as when it comes to hand-to-hand combat. We're going to get into some football. Do you know what today is, Big Vern? It is championship weekend. Yes, championship Sunday. Yes, sir. Hey, can I ask you a question before you get into championship week? Sure. Who who you think had a better week? Tennessee or uh, Detroit Lions, and I'm talking about the University of Tennessee because uh, they fired <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. What is it, Trippett, Tripp, Truitt, and uh, yes. the Lions? They hired Dan Campbell. Now I told you before the show to listen to uh, his uh, inaugural speech as far as to come into being the uh, Detroit Lions coach. So who had the better week? The Detroit Lions, and I will tell you, and I'll tell you why. First, let's go to Tennessee. They fired their coach and Will Fulmer, the AD, who used to be former coach Tennessee Design, because they had a little scandal on their hands. Not a good look for Tennessee. What kind of we scandal? wonder why we wonder how they got so good so quickly, how they were getting the top recruits of the, the top some of the top recruits in the country. Now we know they were cheating. Oh, they was paying them? They were cheating. There were all kinds of all kinds of recruiting violations up and down the board. They had that money and hookers and coke. What, 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 what are we talking? Huh? What are we talking? Money, hookers, coke. We talking yachts. <laughs> they you know, the new details have not come out yet. But the, the the report is all the information that we have now is they were various various recruiting violations now you can put in whatever you want for the word various that means they were doing more than one thing as far as recruiting these players and uh, we don't know if they were smu in the players we don't know if they were maybe hurricane in the players with the cocaine we don't know what they were doing maybe they was doing the louisville cardinals you know with the girls thing we don't know all we know is various violations, firing the coach, and it was so bad that the AD, Will Farmer, who is loved, who has been loved in Tennessee as the coach there, he had to, he, he felt the need to, well, he might have told him, we, coach, we, we, we sign or we fire you. We don't know if that was said, but he resigned. So there, something serious happened. What we do not know yet, but it's coming. Because this stuff always comes out in the light sooner or later. Uh, so Tennessee had a very bad week. I hate to say it's, this though, um, but the University of Tennessee, man, they they are like your um, Cleveland Browns back in the day. They are going through um, head coaches like y'all used to go through quarterbacks. <laughs> and I do, I say that with respect because y'all found a franchise quarterback now. But, but yes, but now they they oh man they. Every three to five years, is it's a new one. Well, it's sad because if you're a historian of college football like myself, as far as, you know, as long as I've been alive, um, Will Farmer was the coach, a beloved coach at um, Tennessee, 
always called him the Great Pumpkin because when he when he put on that orange Tennessee shirt, he looked like the Great Pumpkin. But I'll get off the man's weight. Um, he was a good coach. He won them. He won them a national title without without Manning. He won the year after Manning left the university. He won a national title. So Tennessee is better than Cleveland. Tennessee won a national title. Cleveland has yet to reach the Super Bowl. But for him to retire because of this scandal has to be something huge. Now, so to answer your question, Tennessee definitely, in my opinion, has had the worst week. Now, we get to the Detroit Lions. They hired this coach, Dan Hampton, I believe his name is. Campbell. His name is Campbell. Dan Campbell. Sorry, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, he used to play for the Detroit Lions, which I did not know that. Was the office coordinator for the Colts. Um, if you watch his press conference, which Big Vern told me to do so because I have not seen it, I'm glad he told me that to watch it because this guy has some gusto talking about biting kneecaps and kicking people in the teeth. And actually, that's what the Detroit Lions need. They need to kick in the butt because they have been the new Cleveland Browns lately they have been this year after year after year this three and three and 12 and four and in the you know four and 12 and five and 11 i mean they barely win five games a season on average that's not good and you know cleveland has come up you know to At least, you know, Cleveland has come up a little bit. You know, we've seen them in the playoffs. Um, now, we don't know how much or how long this is going to last. Um, but right now, they're there. The Detroit Lions have not been nowhere near the playoffs. Uh, you know, getting barely five wins a season. Oh, no. Okay, well, what about the Dan Campbell thing, though? Well, I like the, I, I like his gusto. I like his enthusiasm, you know, keep people in the teeth, biting kneecaps. I like that. And I think that's what Detroit Lions need. They need to be aggressive. They need to be fair. Maybe Mr. Campbell needs to kick the Detroit Lions in the butt. Well, I and, hope he and, and get them to play. I hope he learns something from Sean Payton because he's been with the Saints for the last five years. So hopefully, hopefully yes. he's, he's got something under there. But he has a little bit of coaching experience because of uh, the my you know being in Miami as far as the interim coach of Miami for twelve games. So we'll see he's how that too. huh. And and now the Detroit Lions are new quarterback because Matthew Stafford has decided to part ways with the Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions are looking for offers for Matt Stafford. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Who does who do you think he'll turn to because he's he's already on the Saints roster that has one year left on his contract? There'll be a free agent, you know, this season coming up. Uh, Winston. Yep. <laughs> you saying he's gonna go to the Detroit Lions? I mean, you get people. You get people. You know, right? You you coaches huh? get coaches get players that they know, right? Okay, okay if you want him, um, okay, um, okay, because we all know Tyson Hill is probably going to get the job with the Saints when oh, yeah. Drew Brees retires, and we all believe that's going to happen. And so, yeah, okay, that's a possibility. Uh, maybe, maybe Mister Mister Wilson gets a second chance in Detroit. Because my question to you is: is where do you think Matthew Stafford is going to go? Because I thought about it, I was like, he could. Because honestly, he's like, I'm a homer. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna lie, I'm a homer in a sense. 
as far as Griff where, has just left. Huh? The the Colts. Actually, I was thinking the uh, Houston Texans. Okay. He, well, I'm not going to say the Houston Texans yet because Deshaun Watson hasn't left yet. Well, so until that happens, I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna refrain from saying the Houston Texans. I think there's two places where Matthew Stafford might land. One is in Indianapolis because they don't have a quarterback, and I mean maybe possibly the Steelers because the Steelers are looking for a backup, or think Ben might be done. So I think either one of them two. T- and Matthew Stafford wants to win. He's been on a losing organization his whole time. Well, He's never been to the playoffs. I think. I think he wants to be with a winner, and I think either the Colts or the Steelers would. Well, I think it's going to be the Steel. I think not the Steel. I think it's going to be the Colts, bro. If it, if I had to pick between those two teams, it's going to be the Colts all day. Um, so, so you know, Washington could be a fit for him also. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I feel like. With the weapons and what I already seen with um, with Rivers, what Philip Rivers did, I think if you put Matthew Stafford in that same situation, yes, yes, it'd be a little bit. That's better. why I say the Colts is the best fit for him right now. And then that conference too. Yes. Well, no, this you figure they got a running the running game is strong. We know this. They got wide receivers. Maybe they need to pick up another one, but they got tight ends. They got tight ends, tight ends like the yin yang. So, you know, if, if Philip Rivers, and I'm surprised Philip Rivers left that situation, but maybe he just said, you know, my time's up. That's fine. Matthew Stafford with the Colts, I think, is an immediate fix for the Colts. Uh, we all know Jacoby Brissett is not up to that job. He's a backup, he's not a starter. So, um, Yes, Colts would be a good fit for uh, Mr. Stafford, and uh, we'll see if they're willing to make a deal with the Detroit Lions. We'll see. We'll see, man. But that's going to be uh, nice to watch that unfold. We may, he might be. I don't know if he ain't deal um, in the beginning. I, you think he might be dealt during draft night? Are they going to get yes. this done before the draft? Uh, either, either something's going to be done before the draft or during the draft. Yes, yes. I think something will be done. Um, if it ain't done, if it's not done directly before the draft, it might be done during the draft or directly after the draft. Uh, there might be some draft picks and a couple players. Uh, maybe you know whatever the calls in the lines come up will come up with if if them or the two teams that decide to uh, go ahead and make this uh, switch. And I'm sorry for the interruption, bro. You was talking about, you asked me what weekend is this, and I said championship weekend, so. Okay, so today, by the end of tonight, before we go to bed, hopefully, we will know who is in the Super Bowl. So, in the first game, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes was cleared to play, uh, but is he 100% healthy? Because he had a toe issue. Is he 100% over the concussion? No. We'll find out. Huh? No, I don't think your question to all that is no. I don't. Your toe, a toe, yo, a toe, a toe. Yeah, if your toe, toe hurts and you have to use it as far as a football player's terms, oh yeah, it still hurt. <laughs> Do you think he's a hundred percent over the concussion? No. No. Do man. you think Chad Henney is going to come in and beat the Buffalo Bills? No. <laughs> okay then. A less than 100%, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to play, period. Because we all know 
This game is going to be a high-scoring game. This is going to be hardly any defense in this game. Both teams don't have a running game. Well, so it's going to be high-scoring. Uh, pass, 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 pass. Um, honestly, I think this figure, I think this game was Buffalo. Because Buffalo has a better defense than the Chiefs. So, the same. But Patrick Mahomes is better than Josh Allen. This game could come down to one interception, one fumble. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a high-scoring, close game. And whoever gets the ball last might win the game. Yeah. But I still got the Chiefs, though. Yeah. You can't give Patrick Mahomes too much time. The San Francisco 49ers found that out the hard way in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you can't give that man too much time. And so, honestly, the Browns. And so honestly, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to beat him. I honestly, it's hard. And honestly, we don't know if they've been playing poker this whole time. Yeah. They could be perfectly fine. They and they're just putting out little pieces fine. of information. This is what we need to know. And not giving us the whole scoop. Because it could have been a mild concussion. Because if it was a mild concussion and you do it... Then mild concussion, it's probably what three to four, three to five days as far as resting time. But if it's like a severe, oh hell, hell nah, bro. But um, but for the most part, I I think that it's it's a concussion, but it's not a it's it's a mild concussion. I I agree, and uh, I think he'll be fine as far as the the concussion is considered, unless he gets hit in the head again. Um, but I think the toe is 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 more of an issue. Then I think uh, the the uh, concussion because like I said, if you can't move or you can't pivot and you can't and we don't know what foot is on, if it's off your stony foot, that could be a problem. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I, I I like I said, I still like the Chiefs to win. I I, I just think Buffalo has an advantage when it comes to defense, but uh, the, the 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 advantage that KC has is bigger. Uh, with Mahomes over Allen, and I think KC will win a close game, high scoring close game. Okay, second game is a little more intriguing, and I think this is why they put this game on prime time. You have the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Big Vern, who's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? That bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron freaking Rodgers. And then Rodgers, on the other side of the field, we got the GOAT. Six-time Super Bowl winner Tom Brady with his new team. Just a quick, a quick uh, injury update. Antonio Brown is not in this game. He didn't even fly with the team. He has a knee injury, so he would not be in this game. Will it matter, Big Burn? Yeah, it will matter. It will because that pass rush is real that the uh, the Packers have. And that thirty degree that though that snow that's on the ground, oh that's real. Uh <laughs> that wind that's gonna hit your but, face, but that don't is you real. think that Bay has enough weapons? They have they, you know, they have Evans, they have uh you know, they have uh, Goodwin, they have Gronk, they, they have weapons. Yeah, they got weapons that some of them has played in the cold, some have not. This should be a good science project to see what, what happens to a Floridian when they go to Wisconsin. When it's 30 yeah. below. I mean, well, it's 30 degrees. I think that um, it's going to be a good game. But like I said, man, I got the Packers and I got the Chiefs. Okay? The Packers <laughs> and the Chiefs. What is your prediction for Green Bay and Tampa Bay? Close game, defensive game, offensive game. 
Who's gonna have the better performance? I think it's gonna be close position? until the third quarter. I think like around the third, fourth quarter, that's when we're gonna start to see the teams break apart from each other as far as the score. I think in the in the beginning it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be strategical strategical between um Bruce Aronson Arians and the uh versus the defensive coordinator that they have with the Packers. I think that um it's gonna be a chess match, but we gotta wait till the end of the third quarter and probably like mid fourth quarter and to see like a change. Um, but I think the Packers is gonna win because they are more familiar playing with um playing in the cold and they have uh they have Aaron freaking Rodgers that is having fun right now. And that's freaking scary because him having fun and the numbers he's putting up is redonkulous. Not ridiculous, it's redonkulous. So <laughs> Well, I'll put it this way. I don't I'm not counting out Tom Brady. You can't count out Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's used to the cold, so is Gronk. So um I'm not gonna say the cold won't affect the rest of the team, but I don't think the cold will affect them. I think the cold is gonna affect them. I think it's gonna Brady is gonna do Tom Brady stuff. The defense, both defenses are good. Uh the Tampa Bay defense is the defense that got them the win last, uh, last season. I mean, last season, last game. Because the uh, Tampa Bay defense is a defense that turned up on the Saints and beat the Saints. Maybe. So we see that defense can come through again. But Green Bay has a good defense also. So at the end of the day, I, like I said, I think it's going to be strategical. It's going to go back and forth. Brady has more weapons. But... Um, Aaron Rodgers has, you know, Devontae Adams, probably the top wide receiver this year. Even though he's the only wide receiver they really got, no one can seem to stop him. And I think it's going to come down to the end of the game, in the fourth quarter, three, four minutes left to go. Green Bay is going to do a game-winning drive. Green Bay wins the game in a close game. So that leads us to who's in the Super Bowl. Well, we both predict. It will be the rematch of Super Bowl one, the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Green Bay won it the first first time. We'll see who wins it the second time. And what a great matchup if that would happen. We have the young gun, Patrick Mahomes versus the old veteran, Aaron freaking Rodgers. That would be a great Super Bowl if it happens. We'll see, man, but that's, that's who I got, bro. That's who I'm rolling with. So I'm rolling with. I don't care. I mean, if it's Tampa, if Tampa wins, you already know Florida's gonna go crazy, especially the Central Florida. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't think so. I, I, I think I honestly, I think Tampa was lucky to beat the Saints. Drew Brees didn't play his best game. The defense for the the Tampa Bay is what really turned the game for them, and. um I don't think the interception they got for Drew Brees. I don't think they're going to get it off of Aaron Rodgers. So um, I like uh, I like Green Bay in this game also. All right, let's talk about some losing teams. The Ravens yes, lead Mark Ingram. So. Do you think that's a good look? You think it's time? Things you think it's time to pass from uh, from Mark Ingram as far as if you're a Raven. Yes. 
I think it's time. Um, I think it's time to give the ball to J.K. Dobbins. He, he's the um, he's the young gun. He's going to be the the runner in Baltimore. Um, Gus Edwards is still there. He's still good. He's still young. He plows through the field. I think it's time to turn the page on Mark Ingram if you're Baltimore. I think they need a legitimate number one receiver in in uh, in Baltimore because Hollywood ain't really cutting it. Um, no, no, it's not. Can't be. And uh, Lamar Jackson throws. Um, he has the most throws when it comes to tight ends and running backs out of any other quarterback when it comes to the NFL. So they need a legitimate number one. So I hope they get that in the free agency or the draft. Because well, Mark Edwards is a top tier tight end. Let's not get that twisted. First of all, yes, he fills him a lot because he has to. But Mark Edwards is a top three tight end in the NFL. That being said, yes. Hollywood Brown ain't what he claimed to be. Uh, you know, when you're throwing balls, you're still throwing touchdowns to Des Bryant in the playoffs. That's a problem. Uh, Boykin, God, we don't even know who the hell Boykin is. He's getting touchdowns. So, yeah, Baltimore needs a top-tier wide receiver, a clear number one. Hollywood is probably maybe a two, three option. They need to get better wide receivers in that sense. I know they run a lot. And they build a hat on that, mm-hmm. but they gotta be able to pass sometimes. And you're right; you need a top two wide receiver. I just also want to let you know that um, with the Dan Campbell um, signing, uh, the Lions hiring him. Guess who he hired as far as his defensive coordinator? He hired Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn used to be the he's he used to be the uh, defensive backs coach at the New Orleans Saints for the last fifteen years. Okay, well, I don't know too much about Aaron Glenn, but I, knew, I do know the same secondary is very good. And uh, they, uh, actually, if Detroit does have a positive side, they do have a decent secondary. Uh, they picked up that dude's, uh, uh, the dude from Ohio State, which the name I cannot pronounce, and uh, they got some other people. Uh, that's a good hire because they definitely need something on, uh, on that side of the ball. Well... A lot of people got hired, but a lot of black coaches did not get hired this season. And you're surprised by this? I am not surprised at it at all. Um, <laughs> honestly, no. None of this, the, you see, you see, Jorge, the NFL never surprises any of us. You know, we, we try to uh, see what they're going to do and hope for the best, but they pretty much made their mind up from jump. You know what I'm saying? As far as the image, the look, and all that. Only thing I know, and unfortunately, that's never going to change because that's the image they want, and that's always the image they're going to have. Because that's the image they want. But I will say one thing, and I know the guy isn't black, and I know he he's um he's um Arabian or or whatever Middle Eastern, whatever you want to call him, Muslim. I don't know exactly, but the Jets did hire the defense coordinator uh, for San Francisco. I forget his name, but um, he doesn't want to wear these. So he's the first of his of his race to be a head coach in the NFL. So congratulations to him. But uh, with that being said, though, uh, you know Eric Bannerman, if there, if there isn't a black coach that a black coach that doesn't deserve to have a head coaching job, it's this guy right here. Um, I think he could have went anywhere. He should have been hell. He should have been a coach two or three years ago, in my opinion. 
But you also bring up the point that, well, why just not sit? He's the highest paid coordinator in the game. Why not just sit there and collect championships? Do you, do you still believe he should do that? Or do you believe it's time for him to move on? Because Mahomes ain't going anywhere anytime soon. He's young. So if, so you don't want the window to pass. Right? Do you still believe he should, he should sit there and collect championships? Or do you think it's time for him to go and take a head coaching job as soon as, as, soon, as soon as someone decides to hire him? Dude, I, I rarely, I would honestly sit there getting them checks and getting them championships, man. I would wait. I I would yeah, wait. Yeah, but, okay, Big Burn, but this is my concern, though. My home is young. And then you're right. We, we all believe he's going to get multiple championships. But do you let your window pass? Is this iron hot right now? Because if you let three or four years go and you get two or three more championships, has your window of opportunity passed? Well, look, it really depends on that individual, right? But when it comes to the opportunity of the other team that could have had him, I think that they have to really consider that more than him, right? To, to, but I'm saying if he has an opportunity, and, and so far he has not been offered the job. He's had, he's been in every interview, every time there's a coaching position, his name comes up. No one has, has, has officially hired him. So, but I'm just saying though, because I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Because you say he should sit there, he's getting paid, highest coordinator in the in the game, and sit there and collect rings with Mr. Mahomes. And what's you know, in theory, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with that? We, what's wrong but, with that? Because it's not it's not his problem that they won't hire him. It's not his problem at all. He he look at his resume. His resume speaks for itself. So um if his resume speaks for itself and you still won't hire him, then that's technically on you. That's not on him. So if he get yeah. if he keeps getting rings, then technically his price value goes up. And if his price right. value goes up, that means you could have got him at a discount. When you're gonna get and him, now, in and now you gotta pay. Now you gotta pay. <laughs> that's how I'm looking at it, and and at the end of the day, that's how you should look at it. Because if you're gonna treat this like a business, <laughs> if you're gonna treat this like a business, then damn it, let's play business. So that's how I'm thinking about it right now. If if you're gonna call me in, okay, we we're gonna interview you because we we have to interview minorities, but we know who we want on this on this piece of paper right here. So I mean that's what it really looks like. Yet they're making the effort just to hire, but like I tell you what though, um, Bruce Arians, he his majority of his staff is black, and if you look at Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell hired um, Anthony Lynn as the offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and freaking um, Aaron Glenn as the uh, defense coordinator. Both on um, black guys. And 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 Lynn was a was a head coach last year, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get how the head coach can get it right, but the general manager and the owner cannot. Yeah, um, that's true. Well, you know, let, let's face it. The owner, we all well, we all know what the, we've talked about this before on this show. We know what the owners are, most of them, except for maybe for Shaka Khan of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, the old white. Players, I mean players, are all white men with a lot of fuck you money, and they're gonna hire who the hell they want to hire. And if they, and if they believe white is right, then that's what they're gonna hire. Whether the, whether that opinion, we know that opinion is one hundred percent wrong, but we all know how the old board network works. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty sad. 
<laughs> pretty, pretty sad. What we need is what, what we really need is a black owner. That's what we need. And God knows when that's going to happen, but we need a black owner in the NFL. I think Jay-Z still buying the damn Brooklyn Nets. You should have bought the Jets or the Giant. Above then change the culture from the inside. I think but, if you're gonna get if, if it's gonna be a black owner, then it has to be um a majority it has to be a group um that could actually go in and really just uh buy it out completely and um change the culture just like you said inside out and from there just collect coins <laughs> you know and i don't think a group i don't think a group is good i don't think a group owning one team is, is a good thing what do you I mean it works a, it works in I baseball it works man, in other teams you can't tell me there isn't a, a, a black guy Who's a business owner that has multi billions of dollars and can't say he can't step up and say, "Hey, I want to buy this team right here," and then like Jerry Jones did with the Dallas Cowboys and Shaka Khan did with Jacksonville and all these and the Rooney family and the Ford. Well, that's all family oriented, but you know to go and say, "Hey, I want to buy this team right here. I got the money. Let me do it." Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an owner who stands with his own two feet. Don't worry, got no one behind, you know, he, he can hire football people. But no, he made, his decision is final. Just like Jerry Jones does with Dallas, just like Arthur, Arthur Blank does with Atlanta. Whoever the owner is, that say is final. And that is what the NFL needs. They need a black owner that stands on his own two feet to develop his own damn business to make millions of dollars and saying, hey, I want in. And got the money to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't see that happen anytime soon, but we do need it. Sooner than later. Because we've had black coaches, we've had black GMs, we have a, we've had black presidents, we have not had a black NFL owner. Nope. And also, a little off the subject, side note, the first woman referee will referee in the Super Bowl. Another history-making moment. That the first woman referee will, will referee in the Super Bowl for the first time ever. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Uh, we had the first female kicker in college football. And now we're having the first female referee, referee in the biggest game that the whole world watches. I think it's awesome to be honest with you. I'm just not, um, my voice just sounds so, um, not like enthused, but I am. <laughs> because it's, no, it's actually a history making moment and we should actually it take is. time out to uh, actually give her her props and her kudos as far as her flowers to let her know how much we, you know, we appreciate, we appreciate her sacrifice and 
you know, all she had to do just to get to that point because uh, she had to put in work. <laughs> yeah, you just don't, they just don't get that to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, she, you know, and and to get over the obstacle that she's a woman in a man's sport, yes, uh, definitely she she deserves her kudos for that. Plus, people have to vouch for you. A lot of you know. Well, what I mean? it, well it's based on performance. Um, I watched something about this not too long ago that these referees they don't get there because they're. I've been here. I've been an NFL referee for thirty two years. No, 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 no. These guys are graded every single week. By you know, senior, so-called senior officials, whoever they are, but they're graded, and the ones who have the highest grades, they're the ones that get to coach, to coach in these playoff games. I mean, coach, referee in these, in these playoff games and referee in the Super Bowl. So she put in her work, and she did good work for her to get recognized and picked as one of the top officials in the NFL for her to get this opportunity. Yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see if. Uh... See what she does in the Super Bowl. Well, we got three minutes left. You got anything else? No, sir. Um, do you have any, any, uh, you always have some NBA gossip about somebody's having sex with somebody's wife. Do you have any <laughs> updates with that? Man, I ain't got no juicy news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no I think she's still working with Malik Beasley right now, brother. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> well, you know, we, we don't do a lot of entertainment on this show, but every now and then Mr. Big Burn has some somebody's wife is sick with somebody's uh, Ex coach or player and NBA, the, the NBA tabloids. So I always go to my big burn when we have after time to see if anybody's cheating. Yeah, we got to start talking about hockey more, too. <laughs> yes, we really don't give a much. Uh, well, we don't watch it. We don't pay much attention to it. It's more of a Canadian sport. But yeah, um, as football goes away, we're going to have to bring up a little bit of hockey. I watch it, you know, sometimes when I'm bored. But my, my team is the Washington Capitals, believe it or not. I like I like Alex Ovechkin as a scorer. He's one of my favorite people to watch actually score in hockey. Because back in the day, I, I don't know if I was how high I was or what I was doing, <laughs> but he was in the in, NHL All Star game and he was doing it was trick shots, and it, and he was on he was like the way what he was doing was I was like yo this dude is awesome. What he on some video game, but like now, nah, like after I seen him play a couple of times after that, I was like, yeah, I like him. But I like well, hockey. I, I like hockey because it was one of the first um, sports. Me like like growing up as a kid, and Sports Center would play like the fight, like the fights from the NHL, and they would and then they would put like classical music to it and stuff sometimes. <laughs> Bro, you want to talk about some funny, awesome stuff to watch as far as testosterone as a little kid. Seeing some grown-ass man be up another man and his teeth fly out and stuff like that. That was to Beethoven. Well, hockey is really the only sport that you can actually take a weapon and assault somebody and don't go to jail, and don't go to jail for it. Ain't it awesome? It's awesome if you actually sit down and think about it, but... <laughs> 
And uh, I used to like a team that no longer exists, uh, the, the Hartford Whalers. Uh, they're not around anymore, but that was my team. And once they took that team away, I don't really pay attention to it anymore. The only thing I root for hockey is for the Pittsburgh Penguins to lose. And then once they lose, I'm done. All right. Well, we're going to be like that show then because we got five seconds. We out. All right. We're out. Enjoy your football, everybody.